This is the Making Stitches podcast. This week we cross to the Netherlands to hear from crochet designer Esther from Essie Birdies, who likes to design in English rather than her native language. English written is so much easier for me and I don't know why that that is, but it's also um, when you write in English you have shorter terms. In Dutch the sentence is much longer to describe the same thing same uh, crochet term. So I thought, well, it's, it's so much shorter. When I have a pattern in, in Dutch, it's always more pages than in English. I like that very much. And when you make, when you use lots of English written patterns, you start thinking in English patterns too when you write. So when I write it down, when, when I'm thinking and designing, I write it in English. I don't write in Dutch. And welcome to episode 9 of Making Stitches. I'm Lindsay and this week Esther from Essie Birdies is my guest. Esther's a crochet designer from the Netherlands who had her interest in crochet sparked by an amigurumi kit which was given to her daughter just 10 years ago. Esther was bitten by the crochet bug and progressed from amigurumi to shawls, bags and home furnishings and was soon writing and publishing her own patterns. Esther proves that you don't have to start early on to make an impact in the world of crochet. When I was young, I was always busy with other things. I love uh, animals and I always had a dog and a horse when I was young. And I spent a lot of time busy with my horse and with my dog and other animals too and school. So I, I actually didn't do much creative things at that time when I was younger. So what was it then that turned you on to crochet and, and making things? Now, uh, making things really started with uh, doing some cross-stitch. And that was at the point when I was uh, pregnant from my daughter, who is 18 years old now. So when I was pregnant, I thought it might be nice to make something for to, to hang on the in the children's room, the baby room. And I started to make little pieces of crochet stitch um, yeah, things like, uh, for example, I made some cute little mouses and framed it and hang it on the wall in the baby room. And that was my first really creative thing I did. And then um, I stopped with it because I was too busy with, uh, with children because I, I had a son a few years later and he was, uh, well, he wasn't... His health wasn't very good, so I spent a lot of time with the kids. And then when my daughter was about 10 years old, she got um, a little package from a neighbor for her birthday. And it was a crochet package to make a little uh, amigurumi. And uh, she asked me, Mom, can you make it for me? Can you make this little amigurumi? And I said, no, I can't because I never learned how to crochet. And but I, I really thought it would be fun to learn. So I looked uh, on the internet and found some things, some information about crochet, and I really liked it. And I saw all the beautiful things people made with crochet, and I thought, oh, I really want to learn it. And I started looking at some YouTube uh, videos and uh, bought some books, very simple books, and uh, and that's how I learned. 
And I really like it and I never stopped after that. <laughs> that seems to be a, a recurring theme. That's often the case. Once you've, you've started, you just can't stop. <laughs> no, that's true. You just can't stop. I never stopped. I, I keep on crocheting and because there are so many uh, things you can make. A lot of different things. I started with amigurumi, but later it became uh, like cushions, shawls, everything. Uh, I really like blankets, uh, bags for my daughter. I made lots of bags for my daughter because she always said, "Oh, this is this is the one I like. Can you make it?" And then I tried that, and I thought, "Now it's, it's endless possibilities." It's very very versatile, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. So you said you used YouTube videos. That was something actually that helped me too. I found this, it's an amazing resource when you're learning and trying to pick up new techniques, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And um, I'm so happy it exists because years ago, it, there was no YouTube. We, we, we haven't had it. So when we were young, there, there was nothing like this. So I'm really happy we have YouTube because uh, I think my mother could have learned me too because she's a creative person too, but she doesn't live nearby. So I didn't have my mother to learn me and I, I didn't know where to learn in, in this city where to go to learn it. So the YouTube really helped me and then and then the crochet books as well. I, and the patterns, I, I bought lots of patterns on, uh, on, on Ravelry or on Etsy on internet and then I have a big very big library of old board patterns on Etsy and 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 the Ravelry so that's uh, that's really how I learned it just by doing it and buying patterns from other designers which I still do I really like to uh, to make projects uh, from other yeah talented designers and what was it that made you decide that you were going to start designing your own it really was a couple of years ago I um, had contact with an illustrator and she illustrated um, uh, drawings for um, children, little children, like cute animals, for example, a cat or a dog, cute little animals. And then she asked me, can you make, can you uh, design this illustration of turn it into a crochet piece? <laughs> and uh, and I, I just thought well maybe I can do it and I, I did it and it, it worked out really good and then I thought well I, I can I just can design something and I really like to do it and uh, then then it started and it really started with uh, with amigurumi with with little fluffies and um, that's what I still very like I like that very much because it's really my thing and it's my kind of um, yeah, project to make and to write down because writing writing down is very very difficult and takes a lot of time but now I, I really I, I am into it so the amigurumi uh, writing the patterns is not that difficult for me anymore I guess yes once you've started and you've got into a routine of doing it it, it will become a lot easier over time yes yes it's really the routine and now I still am I'm a bit thinking about writing it in English or in Dutch because um, I know lots of people that follow me on Instagram are from other countries and not only from uh, from the Netherlands. And when I write it in English, I know that lots of people can make it and, and really like to make my patterns. And in, in, in the Netherlands, there are 
lots of person who really don't want to read it in English, who can't read it in English, and you really want a Dutch pattern. So I, I switched from, from Dutch and English and back again, and then I thought, oh, it's a bit confusing. What, what is the best way? What can I do with my patterns? And now I have decided I write it in English, uh, especially the larger patterns. And when it's a small pattern, like um, the ones I made recently for the, the hand sanitizer holder, that's a small pattern. I can do it in two languages. But, you know, it takes a lot of time to write it in two different languages. And a bigger pattern, I, I decide to make it in English so everybody in from other countries can make it. And if I have time, I, I can do it in Dutch as well. Wow, there can't be that many uh, crochet designers out there who, who write it in more than one language. <laughs> yes, but the funny thing is I, I use a lot of English written patterns that I bought and uh, it doesn't matter if it's US or UK terms, I can read both, it's no problem. And I think uh, in English it's, it's much easier for me. I um, I discovered that uh, just 10 years ago, I thought, well, in English written, it's so much easier for me. And I don't know why that, that is, but it's also um, when you write in English, you have shorter terms. In Dutch, the sentence is much longer to describe the same thing, the same uh, crochet term. And so I thought, well, it's, it's so much shorter when I have a pattern in in Dutch, it's always more pages than in English. How so interesting. I like that very much. And when you make, when you use lots of English written per, um, um, patterns, you start thinking in English patterns too when you write. So when I write it down, when, when I'm thinking and designing, I write it in English. I don't write in, in Dutch. How interesting, but actually yes. Dutch is your, your mother tongue and yet yeah. English yeah. is your crochet tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And also for uh, for knitting, for knitting as well. Because um, a couple of years ago, I uh, w really wanted to learn knitting because I love knitting garments so much. And um, when I, I looked on the internet again to learn knitting, in Dutch, I really thought, oh, it's so difficult. I, I don't understand it, really, really. It didn't work for me. But then I, I put it away, and after a while, I thought, no, I want to learn to knit. So I started to look at the English YouTube videos again, and information also. And uh, yeah, it just, it was so much clearer for me. I, I did understand. I, I understand everything they said. And then I thought, now I'll buy an English written knit pattern and see what happens. So I did. I bought a beautiful pattern on Ravelry and um, I started knitting and it just it went well. And that, that's how I learned knitting as well in English. So it's easier for me in a way. I don't understand, but it is. <laughs> Now, you mentioned that your more recent patterns were the, the covers for the hand sanitizer. Those yeah. are beautiful ones you've done of Frida Kahlo. Uh, where do you get your inspiration from for such things? Well, Frida Kahlo is uh, for many years an inspiration and you see lots of, of projects 
in Frida Kahlo style on Instagram or on Facebook. And then uh, a couple of months ago, I made the Frida Kahlo cushion, the bigger one. And it just it just appeared to me. I, I don't know where it came from. I thought, I'm going to make a pattern which is not that difficult. It's easy because lots of people want to have to have easy patterns just to relax not that difficult sometimes you do you want to have a difficult pattern because it's really really nice to do that too but it was yeah sometimes people think oh just crocheting and not thinking too much and the free color cushion is a very easy easy thing i i don't know if even call it a pattern because it's so simple <laughs> and uh, i made it and Lots of people responded and lots of people made a cushion, a Frida Kahlo cushion, and I loved it. And I was so happy with that. And that that one was the inspiration for the hand sanitizer holder. I thought, oh, let's make an, a, a small one because it's much smaller than the cushion, of course. And I thought, um, and hand sanitizers, yeah, well, everybody wants to have them now in their bag. And, and I thought, no. Nah, that's a nice way to carry it with you. So I don't really have have an explanation where the Frida Kahlo thing came from. <laughs> it just came. <laughs> and how do you go about making a pattern? Do you have an, an idea in your head of what it's going to look like when you start? Or, or is it something that happens as you make it? I have it in my head. I really have it. I, I see it before me the whole thing I want to do it's really in my head and I just and when it's there I need to start immediately I really want to start right away and that's always I I look at my stash and then I think oh this is this yarn I'm going to use it because I can't wait a day longer because it's it has to come out of my head right away so it's always nice to have uh, for example, lots of cotton yarn, because the little things I make with cotton yarn, I, I need a big stash, because when it's in my hat, I need to have that colors that it are in my hat to make it right away. And then I uh, start uh, crocheting and writing down, and I really have to uh, say to myself, write down, because at the beginning, I, I forgot to write things down, uh, oh, how, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> How did I do it? So I really have to say to myself, no, relax and write down everything you do. So because it's easier for myself when I work out a pattern, when I work it on, on the computer, I need to have some some clear instructions that I wrote down. So um, But when I'm busy, I do uh, make some adaptions. When I think, oh, no, this, this was not good, so I change it, so I have to... to uh, change a lot lot of things when during the process but but that's okay because uh, yeah you have to you have to learn how to do it during the process and then, and then something comes out <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I can associate with you sometimes you get bitten by there's something you just have to make and you've just got to go straight in haven't you just yeah, jump in yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's really my thing and couple of months it really went like that it's i feel it's like an urgent need to make it it comes up and i have to make it and put everything others aside and just make the pattern you have in your head and then and when it's when it's done i'm like 
okay. <laughs> it's okay. I've done it. <laughs> so how have you found lockdown uh, for you in the Netherlands? How has it been and, and how has it affected your creativity? Has it had a positive or a negative impact? Well, it has a, po- a positive uh, impact uh, on me in a, in a strange way. I never, I never thought it would be like this, but when it happened, I got so many uh, ideas in my head and it, it started with uh, the rainbow bear I designed because because of the lockdown uh, I saw the bears that everybody put in the window and the rainbows and I thought oh I have to make a little rainbow bear I love it I have to make it and that was such a positive thing and and people really liked it and I put the rainbow bear here I, in front of my window and the children walked around the neighborhood and saw it and stood still to look at the little bear and I thought oh that's what I really like and in a way it it's inspires me it's really strange because it's it's a weird thing the whole lockdown but we didn't have a very uh, very strict lockdown here we were allowed to go out and we were allowed to go shopping and walk with the dog and everything but the distance was always very important from the start and it went well here in the Netherlands it, it worked out fine and now now the level of uh, people being ill is very low so that's a very good thing and now they are starting to uh, how do you say make it less strict more mm. we were more allowed to do more things now and it's it's a bit exciting because we don't know how this will turn out, but that's in lots of other countries at the moment the same. But for my, my creations, it, it's yeah, it's been an inspira- inspirational period. Yeah, yeah. I guess you you've got a lot more time on your hands potentially that you wouldn't normally have. I mean, our diaries yeah. have been completely cleared, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from looking after family, which doesn't go away. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of more time. But one thing I did have was that my family was all sitting here in the house, which was a bit, um, well, you're on, on to each other. <laughs> because I have a husband and a son and a daughter. And today is my son's first day at school in 10 weeks. Oh, wow. He hasn't gone in 10 weeks. So we did, I, I yeah, I did a lot of homework with him together because um, yeah he needs that he needs a bit of attention from from school so i did a lot of homework with him and today is his first day so that's exciting too and i i'm alone for the first time in the house now that's why i asked to do this interview today perfect (laughs) i never was alone during two and a half months <laughs> it's quite hard isn't it when when you're used to having the house to yourself and then all of a sudden it's full of people <laughs> yes yes it really is and I work on my table here in the kitchen I have a large kitchen table and then I do all my work on that table and then so all of a sudden my husband was sitting there and I thought oh oh I really don't like this <laughs> he's using my table and we, we didn't have a table um, or anything like it uh, upstairs in our house. But now we're planning to make one, to, to put a table upstairs. But because he has to do a lot of uh, video calls for his work. So he's always talking and talking. And I get so distracted by 
by him talking all the time in, in that phone or on, on the computer. It's so busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're going through. It's quite hard at times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so It's nice. We, we can eat together. We have lunch together. That's all nice. But when he's talking all the time for business, for work, no. Uh, not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the future hold for you and for Essie Birdies and your designs? Well, I have some um, collaborations with yarn brands at the moment. With um, uh, Lana Grossa, I don't know if you know it. Lana Grossa is a brand from Germany. All right. And I made several things since, I think, last December I started working with them. And uh, I, uh, I made some designs too for them, which is very nice because the yarn is so beautiful. I really love to work with it. And I have a collaboration with a Dutch uh, brand. And um, you, you, you won't believe it, but I'm already working on things for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Summer has, has not begun yet, but... They asked me to design a project, a thing for for Christmas, and well, I I really like that because that's that's my thing, small things for Christmas. So it's it's okay to to start thinking about it. You don't have to actually do it right now, but making plans in your head for for Christmas is is nice, I think. And um, other plans are well, I have. Uh, something a collaboration which is a, a bit of a secret which comes uh, in july brilliant <laughs> but i don't have really really big plans and i really like to work the way i do now so when something comes up popping in my head i really want to get it out and uh, not plan uh, so many things ahead a long way ahead now it just comes out at the time and then i make it that's that's what i prefer My deepest thanks to Esther, who was very kind to agree to be interviewed for the first time in English. I wish my skills at languages were so accomplished. If you'd like to see Esther's work, you can find her on Instagram as Essie Birdies, and I'll include a link to her website in the show notes for this episode. This is the penultimate episode of Series 1 of Making Stitches. After next week, I'm going to be taking a break to collect some more interviews for Series 2, which will be out later this year. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Making Stitches, please share it with your friends. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, please consider subscribing to Making Stitches on your favourite podcast app. It costs nothing to subscribe, it's simply a matter of clicking, and the next episode will appear when it goes online. My name's Lindsay and this podcast was edited and recorded by me. You can also find me on my blog, Postcard from Gibraltar. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep safe and enjoy your crafting.